How can we, as creative educators and entrepreneurs, find our authentic voice, get real in a world where real is hard to come by, and share our vision all while making some serious money and keeping it all balanced? Hey, hey, it's Alyssa with the Teacher Hustle Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. Thanks for taking a chance on me. I'm a fifth grade teacher, toddler mom, and serial entrepreneur. I'm answering all your burning questions and bringing you simple business tips, mindset shifts, and inspiration to help you turn your passion into an income that makes an impact without being overly complicated. You know that one thing you can't stop talking about? We are going to share it with the world. So grab a cup of coffee and let's bring your wildest ideas to life. I'm here with Nicole from Crafty Curriculum, and we're going to be talking to you all today about the importance of video in your marketing strategy. I know video can be very intimidating and can seem like another thing to do, but Nicole is going to help us understand why it's so important, how it fits into our strategy, and how we can get started with it. So Nicole, thank you so much for being here. And can you start, I always start with the same question on all my interviews. Can you tell us a little bit about you, your business, and kind of how you came to this place in your business journey? Yeah, well, I'm excited to be here. So thanks for having me on. Um, I started back in 2018. Um, we like moved to a new town because my husband had a job opportunity and I was a million months pregnant and I was like, nobody in the world is going to hire me to go on maternity leave right away. Um, plus staying at home was something that I wanted to do. Um, so uh, then I still wanted to be a part of like the teacher community in some ways because I wasn't really in the classroom anymore. So I didn't want to create resources and try to fill needs because I didn't know them. So I started on the marketing side so I could work with teacher authors. Um, So that's kind of how I got it started. And now I have like subscription services. So it's like Netflix for teacher authors, but um, with videos every month and other packages too, to help everybody kind of create their marketing strategy that's based on their brand because not everybody uses the same platforms. That's such a great point that, um, that, that video is kind of unique to what you need it for. Can you give us some uh, examples of where we might use video in our marketing strategy? I know video previews on TPT, that's kind of a, a one that everybody is going to if they have TPT products. Are there other places we could be using video in our marketing strategy? Yeah, there's a ton of places uh, for videos. There's always YouTube. Um, There's your Instagram posts. There's IGTV. There's Instagram stories, Facebook ads in in your groups. Pinterest is really popular. Um, They've also said that landing pages is a great place for videos. And that kind of hooks people in. Totally. I think because, and if you're unfamiliar with what a landing page is and you're listening, this would be like when you go to sign up for something, it could be um, an email freebie and you come to this page that doesn't seem like a website. It just seems it's a landing page. It's this kind of page on its own where, where people will collect your name and your email address and kind of trade you for a freebie. It can also serve as a sales page for a course or a membership. And we see so many landing pages that they're getting just kind of like a dime a dozen and 
it's hard to capture people's attention and you have to do it quickly. So video works really, really well on a landing page. That's the great thing about video is in a world where it's really noisy and we've got to capture attention, video helps to do that really quickly. Uh, where's your favorite place to like, what type of video do you like making the best? Um, that so depends because there's so many different videos to like market yourself. There's the product videos and that's what I mainly make, but there's also your brand videos and those are just like showing people who you are and what you're about and just getting that recognition. There's also like testimonial videos and explainer videos. So I've done a bunch of different ones, but it kind of depends on like each person's brand and where they want to market yeah, so true. Can you give us an example of what a branding video might be? Like what what exactly would that be? Is that a commercial <laughs> essentially? Kind of. Yeah, it kind of talks about like who you are, what your focus is. So if you're a fourth grade teacher and you focus on math resources, you would kind of talk about that and like who you are as a person. So people feel like they get to know you because when people feel they know you, they're more likely to purchase from you. Yes, it's so true, especially now that we are kind of making sure that we make our purchase decisions by kind of aligning ourselves with people that we really love to follow and and love to consume their content. It's important to show the behind the scenes. Everybody loves a good reality show. We like to see who's <laughs> who's behind the business. We have to know. Um, yeah, so that's really important. If you are brave enough to get in front of the camera, it's definitely worth it. What if somebody has a product to sell online, but they are like, okay, I know I should create videos. It's going to get me more exposure. It's going to capture people's attention, but I'm already doing so much. I'm already trying to maybe write blog posts or even just post on Instagram. How can I possibly add video in? Is it really worth their time? It is so worth your time. So I've been doing a lot of research on statistics on this because numbers don't really lie. And 93% of businesses reported getting new customers through video previews. Wow. And yeah, it's projected to continue to grow from that too. Um, and users are more likely to watch a video now than like read your caption. Because they are so used to just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I think now you're right, especially with Reels and TikTok, we need our information fast. And a caption is almost a little too slow sometimes, especially if we have to click to expand it to read the whole thing. So yeah, I can definitely see video being the future. Okay, so we can't avoid it. We have to do it. <laughs> we got that. Um, talk to us about specifics on things like, Let's talk about, let's dive into video pins first, because I know we've heard a lot about how on Pinterest, people are really loving these quick videos. What are video pins and how can we get started with them? So Pinterest is promoting video pins more than the still images because they want that. So if you do a video pin, they're going to show it to more people than if you just uploaded a photo. Um, you can use Canva. And some people just put like a animated, make it animated. But to me, that doesn't really speak to people because then they're not seeing like your product and they're not getting to know you or what's all in it. They're just seeing a photo. So there's some easy ways you can uh, record videos like 
If you have an iPhone, you can record on your phone and use iTunes or iMovie to edit it. Um, InShot is also a very popular app that you can use to filter it and edit it as well. That makes it really easy when we can do it right on our phone. Mm-hmm. We already have these amazing cameras on these iPhones. We might as well use them, right? So you're saying that if we take the extra time and we download an app like InShot and we take the time to actually record a video versus like just make an animated picture on Canva, it'll be worth our time because Pinterest is going to give it more attention because this is a new feature and Pinterest wants us to to try it out. Um, and that we can just make it really simple by doing it on our phone. I like that. So if you were a TPT seller, for example, what might that video look like? Um, so if you like created a printable, you could just show one printable out of like your whole bundle for, uh, Pinterest pins, they recommend only showing six seconds to 15 seconds on. So it doesn't even have to be super long, but people will see like that portion and want to learn more. And then like the more, the more complex video would be like your preview on Teachers Pay Teachers. Yes. So let's jump into that. If you are a Teachers Pay Teachers seller and you're creating a preview video, and honestly, even because a lot of my listeners are not Teachers Pay Teachers sellers, they may have a course or a membership or a training or something. This is probably going to be the same process. If you have like an ebook or some sort of digital product, or you're even showcasing like a tour of your course, um, it can look really similar. So can you break down the important pieces of a video preview? So that is where you show more detail. So like Pinterest, that pin is short and sweet, and it's just to attract them to go click on your link and learn more about it. And that's where you want to show off quite a bit, actually. You want to show off the full um, spectrum of how it will work and what's all included. And if you like created a course, um, adding a testimonial in there will actually help. You want to kind of give people FOMOs. So even if your teachers pay teachers preview, you can add reviews into those videos because you want people to feel like they're missing out on something you've created. Adding in testimonials, yeah, definitely makes us feel like, oh my gosh, if that teacher loves that, I will too. And um, yeah, that social proof is really important. That's something psychologically that we we are looking for. It's just kind of like how if your your mom recommended a certain product, like a I don't know, um, a coffee to you, you would be way more likely to try it because your mom said it was good. And so it kind of takes that whole question mark out. And I think the role of video for a preview that's different than a video pin is probably to take that question mark out. Wouldn't you say like it's to take the mystery out a little bit and actually you want to show people what's behind the curtain um, because they want to know what they're about to buy where a video pin on Pinterest is just enough to get them excited, but not necessarily showing everything behind the curtain. Is that a fair comparison? Yeah. Like if you're writing a paper, your video pin would be the introduction. Yeah. Your preview video would be like the bulk of your paper. Totally. I like that. I I love a good analogy. So that's perfect. (laughs) Um, What are some mistakes you see people making when they create video, whether it's a preview or a video pin or what kind of comes to mind when you think about um, mistakes? Um, 
I think the biggest thing is bad lighting. So you really need some good lighting if you're going to create your own videos. Um, people use like a ring light plus extra lighting to prevent shadows. I also think filming on the on like a white poster board or a white top um, increases the shadows. So personally, I like to film on um, different colored backgrounds to kind of hide that more. Okay. And that makes it pop more too, right? When you use the different color backgrounds. Yeah. So your paper doesn't just blend in. Yes. Now I am, I can talk about marketing all day, but I am not good at the design side of things and making video look good is maybe my worst um, area. I tend to really mess video up uh, because I'm super awkward and yeah, I just am terrible at video. So for those who are like me and are and struggle to create high quality video, um, okay, we need good lighting. What else do we need? What else makes for a high quality video? Well, you will have to like filter it with some presets. So InShot is a good app. I personally use Color Story for everything because I love all the different options it gives me. And it's just super easy for me. Um, and then just merging it together. A lot happens in the editing portion. And that's how you can really make or break your video. So let's break down the filter first. Can you explain what that means for people who haven't used a filter before? So the filters are just to either brighten your picture or make your resource like stand out. So it's just like the filters you see on Instagram or the presets that you purchase. Um, that's basically all it is just for video. And we actually know from a marketing standpoint, like a psychological standpoint, that the colorful and really saturated colors work well to catch people's attention. So that makes filtering worth it. And then you said the second part is really comes in when you're editing. So tell us what are some of your favorite editing tricks? I like to use different um, special effects and transitions to like keep them interested. And I also film from like different angles to keep people like interested, like, oh my gosh, this video keeps changing on me, but it's really cool. And this resource is really awesome. So I want to just keep them engaged with the video. And you can do that with like your special effects, your text that you put on top and like the transitions between one scene to the next. Should we just go in and start playing around or is there like a science behind the transitions? I never know. I usually just throw a transition on there and call it a day. But does it matter? Is there should we just play around with it and see what works best? Yeah, I think it's all just a personal preference, really. And if we are if we are trying to take different angles, I noticed you mentioned that that you made it sound like so super easy. For me, that is really hard and I don't get what to do. So if I have my resource and I'm trying to make a video preview, you're saying like just take a bunch of video from all, all different directions and then when I get to the editing process, merge them together. Mm -hmm. So I you should see my setup because I'm like crammed in this corner because I have uh, it being filmed from different angles. So I have different devices filming from different angles. Plus I have all my lighting. So I just film at the same time and then I'll merge it together in the editing portion. Another easy one, if you don't have like um, multiple devices to film from, I just like pause the video and I move my little phone stand down to get like a close zoomed in version and then I'll push it back up. 
Uh, okay, that I can handle. <laughs> I can definitely do that. So what equipment do we need? I don't have multiple multiple devices, but are there different tripods that we might need? You mentioned a ring light. What do we need to get started to create our own videos? You definitely need a ring light and a phone stand where um, it would the camera would face down. Um, and I also have, so I have three different lights to prevent shadows. So if you use a ring light, you might want to get another light to go behind you so it's your shadow's not on the video. And a sturdy table and some different like backdrops, which are pretty easy to get. I got like flooring from Menards or something. Oh, that's smart. And just use that for your backdrop. Mm -hmm. I love it. And for your different lights, do you use ring lights for all of them or are there different types of lights? Um, there's a different types of lights. So ring light would be the one going over the camera. And then I have the softbox lights that are behind me. Some people use like clamp lights too. So kind of depends on your budget. I just bought a few of those. So this is a selfish question. I I bought the soft light. What did you say? Softbox light. Um, where do I put them? So what is the purpose? I don't understand why I have so many lights. I bought them because somebody had them on their equipment list and I have no idea why I'm shining so many lights on myself. Can you explain? <laughs> it's like to tr prevent the shadows from happening. So if like you're filming your face, you don't want half of your face dark. So just being surrounded by lights in all different directions um, will prevent half of you being darker than the other half. And same with wow. like, your resource. That makes so much sense. So I'm just going to layer all of those lights and, and just shine. Okay. That makes sense. I did. I definitely know what you mean. I have my ring light on one side of the room and I have it on the same side that the window is on. So sometimes I do get a little shadow thing happening. I'm working on it. I'll get there eventually. <laughs> I'll figure this out. You make a triangle with your lights. Yeah. Okay. So um, I have to ask, you said you have your setup all there and you are making videos, creating videos for teacher sellers, but I know that you are also a mom. So I have to ask, what are your tips for running your business on a limited time schedule? Yes. So I am a toddler chaser all day long. Um, she's an amazing little girl though. So I'm very lucky. Uh, her nap time is like an hour and a half each day. So I bust out a bunch then. And my husband watches her two nights a week and I just work. So he's in charge of dinner and bath time and all of that stuff while I just work away. But sometimes there's a lot of late nights. Sometimes it's a 2 a.m. kind of day. Oh, I hear that. Yep, I hear it. And what about like recording videos at night? Does that not make a difference because you've got all the great lighting? Yep, I don't use any other lights in this room. Just my box lights. That's such like a real problem. Every time, actually the very first time I recorded the videos for Teacher Hustle University, I just recently re-recorded them and I was able to do it during the day since I'm home on maternity leave now. But a real problem of having a business on the side is that when you're doing all your work at night and you are recording video at night, it is hard to get the lighting right. So this is a great suggestion. Can you can we, um, maybe we can collaborate after this interview and get an equipment list together for people so that they can see what they need to get as far as lighting goes. Yeah, we can do that. 
Do you have a system for like editing your videos, putting the filter on it, getting it published, getting it out there? How do you kind of keep that all straight? Uh, so I like to batch all my work. So when I get orders for previews, I print everything out. I prep everything in one day. And then the next day, I just fill my little heart out. And then the next day, I'll edit. And then the next day, I send it out to people. I see. So you like to just do one piece of it each time that you sit down to work. Yeah, because like setting up the lights and rearranging my office and getting the cameras all set up takes me about 15 minutes each time. Yeah, so you want to get as much done as you can in that time. Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us all the tips around video and how we can get started with video. And I know that there are some people listening who are like, oh, that's nice, Nicole. That sounds lovely, but I don't want to make my own video. So how can they get in touch with you to find out about your services? I hang out a lot on Instagram, so you can find me at Crafty Curriculum there, or my website has all of my services listed and everything you need to know which is craftycurriculum.com. Perfect. And one last question. I wonder what advice you would give because some of the people who are listening um, are thinking about starting a freelancing business of their own, whether it's, it's probably not video, it's maybe, you know, um, helping people with their Pinterest accounts, helping other teacher authors with their Instagram. What advice would you give to somebody who is starting a service-based business? I would start out by like working on your own stuff. So if you have like a TPT store, start making stuff for that and work on your Pinterest there and then get some friends that you have in that realm and help them out because a word of mouth goes a really long ways. Plus, if you work for your friends, they'll also give you testimonials and referrals as well. Yep, which just goes right back to that recommendation and word of mouth and how powerful and strong that is. So word of mouth, video, and testimonials. If you walk away with anything from this episode, it is that. Go get your testimonials and try one video. If you listen to this episode, you got some quick tips. You know you can take a video right now with your iPhone with an app like InShot. You can edit it. All you need is a little lighting and your iPhone or I guess any phone. I'm being kind of like snobby by saying iPhone, any phone <laughs> and a little bit of software and you can get started. What video would you say would be like the easiest one for them to do right now, right after they're done listening to that, this podcast episode? Just try one worksheet. One worksheet. Yep. And don't give up. If it doesn't look good, then just fix your lighting and try again. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much, Nicole. I appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you so much for letting me come speak. Thanks for listening to the Teacher Hustle podcast. I love hearing from you. So if you loved this episode, please consider leaving a review. You can also join our Facebook group, Teacher Hustle Podcast, to chat about all things business, mindset, and marketing. I also love to chat in the Instagram DMs. So send me a DM or tag me in your post. My name is Teacher by Naptime over there. I'll see you in the next episode.